Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Happy birthday to Cliff Richards. Seven, I don't, can't even begin to do the numbers. 78, not physically possible. But anyway, happy birthday to him. Sellout show tonight at the Royal Albert Hall. I shall be there. I'm in, I'm in a private box. How exciting is that? I haven't been in a private box since Lady Grade offered me the box to go and watch Phil Collins in concert there all those years ago, and that was lovely. Uh, the BBC chief who's admitted 3,000 radio staff face huge tax bills. These are people who claim that they're self-employed. I don't like to think about things like that. I find it far too depressing because it's all the people as well, the HMRC, they're obviously looking to rake in a bit of money. So they're, they're sort of picking on people who've set up companies, you know, and then pay themselves dividends, that kind of thing. Thank God I'm just uh, straightforward. Uh, Furious Mel B tells Posh to F off, which is a bit rude, isn't it, really? Uh, Fergie, welcome back into the fold. I suddenly realised, having watched her at the wedding on Friday, she's got no class at all. It's quite disappointing. It's a case of, you know, she ran over to people, ran over to people. I mean, there's no class there whatsoever. But there again, you know, her and Andrew, they're probably well suited, but they've got a picture of uh, Prince Philip. And uh, he was with the Queen. He's looking quite happy, but uh, I should imagine he was happy to see her green. Not necessarily the right colour, I thought, for a wedding. But there again, she's got sort of ginger orange hair and apparently green goes with it. But uh, it went OK. There was not many people out there. There was more, more people inside the church than waiting out on the streets. It didn't matter. Everybody looked OK. Thank God that's the end of it. But uh, the papers are full of the pictures today. They've got the official uh, wedding album. They've got, you know, loads of bridesmaids and all the rest of it. And Sarah Ferguson, I'm sure, told a fib, but I can't remember if I heard it correctly. There's a little girl, as Sarah sort of, you know, comes down to meet her adoring public. Hello, I'm Sarah. I'm back again. It's so fabulous, isn't it? And we all went, oh, God, not her again. But uh, anyway... Uh, the loud gobby one, goes down the stairs and a little girl, and it might have been Robbie Williams' daughter, goes, are you the Queen? And so she goes, no, I'm not the Queen. Are you a princess? Yes, I'm a princess. I thought, no, you're not. You're not a princess. You're not anybody. You're not anybody. You're ex of the royal family. You're divorced. So I don't know what you're still hanging around them for. I mean, it was really terribly embarrassing. And I don't know how she actually sort of affords the outfit. But nevertheless, that was all sort of neither here nor there. Kendo Nagasaki... Uh, is a box, uh, not a boxer, he's a wrestler. And I've never understood wrestling. I've watched it on the telly. I've watched it loads of times. And it's the biggest fix I've ever seen in my life. They all pretend. If you were really throwing somebody up in there and smashing down onto them, they'd be going home with broken bones. But they don't. They just sort of get up and they all run across the ring and then they collide in the middle. It's all a bit, a bit naff, isn't it, really? Uh, Andrea Bocelli says he has a deep bond with the Duchess of York. What for? I can't imagine. But uh, there you go. Also, the police under fire for the poppy... Ban. Some people want to put a poppy on the uh, on the police cars, and apparently people you, you can't do that. Definitely can't do that. Uh, I love the uh, the text you were all sending in to uh, to Matt overnight about the uh, the day at Westminster and uh, and why the uh, the policeman was quite right to stay in the car. He didn't have a stab vest on. He didn't have anything. This bloke has just murdered somebody. With two knives. What's he going to do? Get out of the car and sort of throw shoes at him or something like that. You know, nothing worse than armchair so-called people hiding behind their little computers. They're not, they're not police. They're not anything to do with it. They're just stupid people. Very stupid people. Uh, Simon Cowell pampers his dogs in a private jet. And why not, if you can afford it? And a rose-coloured starling gets twitchers all a-flutter. They were, ooh, flutter, flutter. And they're, ooh, it's a rose-coloured starling. And then they take pictures of it and the twitchers are all out there. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, yes, real gold credit cards to be introduced to the super-rich. 
It's not me, is it? I'm not a super rich person, but I quite fancy the idea of a real gold credit card. You imagine, honestly, they take people's watches. They're going to chop your body in half to get a gold credit card. And the man who raped a girl of 16 and we deport... I thought it was going to go a bit pear-shaped, and lo and behold, it does. He kicks off on the plane, and so they have to take him off the plane again. Oh, I'm going to be murdered when I get the other end. Nobody knows who you are. And that's what we're stuck with. People who rape, people who murder, people who sexually abuse children. And we can't get rid of them, because they just throw a bit of a tantrum on the plane. And uh, he knew exactly how to play it. We had one. Do you remember the one a short while ago? He gets on the plane, then he suddenly realises he's gay. And he goes, I'm gay, I can't go back home, people will attack me. I thought, you're not gay and nobody will attack you because I don't know who you are. Uh, We went to Blackpool yesterday, visiting family. Long day but fun, says Noreen. Have a great time tonight, dare I say. I first saw Cliff in 1960 at the Palladium. You'll love it. Yes, I mean, we're, we're in... We're in, we're in Cliff's box, as far as I know, which is all a bit exciting, a bit exciting. And uh, so I shall tell you all about it on Tuesday, because I'm not here Monday. I've taken Monday off, because it's going to be quite a late night. And you know me, normally in bed by 5.30, 6 o'clock. It's ridiculous. Uh, Steve, all weekend, they've been saying, why didn't this senior officer get out of the car and confront Khalid Massoud? Better to ask, why didn't any of Massoud's friends or family not report him to the authorities that they feared he'd become radicalised? He's the bad guy. Yes, Absolutely. You know, to be quite, I was quite grateful when they shot him dead. Unfortunately, we had to lose a police officer at the time. But it's it's amazing the amount of people coming going, oh, he's a coward and he's this and that. All these little, you know, people who's like that. And of course, it turns out that they would have done exactly the same. They'd have locked the car doors and hope he never came anywhere near them. It's as simple as that. But uh, no, you always get people who sort of, you know, oh, I'd have got out of the car. No, you wouldn't. And then somebody said, it's in his oath. No, it's not. Get some really stupid people on these kind of things. Uh, David in Hampshire said uh, Bruno suffers from mental health issues. Uh, uh, wanted to go into space. Well, I don't think it's a mental health issue. Wanted to go into space. I'd love to go into space, wouldn't you? God, I'd be the first one up there. Excuse me, we're, we're, we're doing... Um, uh, so somebody in this building is going to go into space. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't know why he wants to go into space. I mean, he was on another planet when he thought he could beat Mike Tyson. Well, that was... I mean, all the rest of Bruno's uh, boxing... Uh, partners were sort of dug up from cemeteries, weren't they? Or sort of Mexican care homes and things like that. And so it was easy for them. They could go, oh, Bruno, top world champion. He fights somebody like Tyson in Vegas. He's knocked out in seconds. In seconds. There's nothing you can do about it. It's a case of, you know, we like Frank Bruno because he's sort of... I don't know, actually. Why do we like Frank Bruno? I think I think because he... He did pantomime and he did a few little bits and pieces. Then he, you know, and then he did, yeah, of course, I'm Harry. And all, he had all this kind of thing. We weren't too sure whether or not he was just sort of putting it on and it was a bit of a gimmick. But either way, either way, he's Frank Bruno. He's sort of, he's come through the other end. And if he wants to go to space, why not? I mean, whether he wants to go to space by himself or whether he wants to go in a, in a manned spacecraft, because I'm hoping that very soon there will be manned spacecraft and we can sort of just book a place. You'll be, it'll be like going on the, on the Euro star you know you'll, you'll sort of turn up you you know you cough up your thousand pounds whatever it costs to go there and we'll all just get on board and it'll be like it'll be like star trek enterprise won't it it'll be like that and you can wander around i'd love it if it was like that i've always wanted to go to the space station i said last week the space station would be great and then i thought you can't really just sort of go up there i mean i'm, I'm not sure i'd be worried in case i got in the thing and then i thought oh no because you have to be trained to go into space because of the weightlessness. and I mean, I'd probably be ill. And that's, that's the only thing that would worry me. So, uh, you know, I'm, pfft, I'm kind of thinking maybe not the space station. Because it doesn't look so it's huge. 
Now, there's one thing you want. It's a place where you can have a wander about. But that must be absolutely amazing up there. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Jamie Redknapp dashes from the royal wedding to dinner with Jemima Khan. I don't know why. I can't, I can't imagine why he was invited to the royal wedding. I didn't see the Beckhams there. We did see Vulgar Fergie, who, as I say, was running around. I mean, she's really, she's got no class whatsoever. But there again, look at the family. That's all you have to say. Uh, Paul O'Grady says Barbara Windsor's doing really well. She's got a pacemaker. You know, just drop it into your shoulder nowadays. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? And the search is on for Bronson's loot. You know, this prisoner who's been inside for goodness knows however long, because they say Britain's most violent prisoner. No, he's just a bit silly. That's all it is. He just obviously wants a name for himself, so he changed his name to Charles Bronson, then he changed it to something else, then he's been married to a few people, and uh, the last one said he's just a sad old man. I thought, well, not, not really the best thing to say. Now they think he's actually got hidden loot. You know, he's actually got the parent, a gold bar and a watch and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, well, where would that have come from? I imagine that was dug up years ago, if indeed it even existed. Probably not, I, I shouldn't imagine. Uh, th- then um, Liam and Cheryl, both booked for X Factor. Both books. So uh, you'll have the uh, the boyfriend who got her up the duff and then you have her and uh, she's got Babby at home. We haven't actually seen a picture of her with the Babby. I'm not sure whether she farms it out to other people. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? Why are we not seeing pictures of her being a, being a mummy? Or is it she doesn't like being a mummy? I don't I mean, I'm really quite surprised. We've seen her out on the town going out for birthday parties. I mean, should she not take the pram with her? Isn't that how it works? Or perhaps she's sort of got her mother to babysit for her. Um, also, Khashoggi possibly filmed his own murder. He had one of these uh, smart watches on. It's all gone a bit odd, isn't it? He walks inside to go and get his things and then he doesn't come out again. But 15 people go in and then a blacked out van disappears. Was he in it? Was he cut up? Was he, you know, were the 15 people there to clean the place from top to bottom? Because you can't just walk into somebody else's embassy. You really can't, otherwise we'd all be doing it left, right and centre. So whether or not this particular man... And also, have you heard the different pronunciations? The BBC uh, had it as uh, Khashoggi or something. Whatever it was, it was the most ridiculous spelling. Because years ago, there was an arms dealer called Adnan Khashoggi, spelt exactly the same way, and, um, and we pronounced it Khashoggi. But yet, on, on the BBC, they've been doing all sorts of ridiculous pronunciations. Quite stupid, quite stupid. Uh, the, um, what was the other one which I quite liked, actually? So, because, you know, please cheap engine pot. I quite like the idea that Sean, they're still keeping it going on the dancing programme. They say he's been having a secret affair with TV's Emily A. Tack, who obviously must have known he had a, had a girlfriend, but she was sort of entering into the spirit of it. Uh, is it of any interest? Not really, but they've milked it for as much as they can get. I've never known anybody milk a story like the BBC. This one, you thought they actually would have sort of got rid of them straight away, but no, 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 no. Of course not. That's what people are tuning in to watch on the television. You want to watch them to see where they've still got that little spark. I mean, there should be a sex ban. Full stop. I think full stop. Not just for there, for everywhere. Blue Peter, everywhere. All of these sort of things. And uh, Sorry? How could you test for a sex man? I think you just have to say to them, no, no, you mustn't. You're not allowed to get close to somebody. In fact, Craig Greville Horwood said it and hit it on the head when he said she's supposed to be a professional dancer. She's supposed to be his mentor, not trying to snog him, you dirty little so-and-so. You don't do things like that. You're a professional dancer. You know, it's, it's, you know, you're in a position of trust, a position of authority, and then you start going out getting drunk and snogging. Do you see the, you see the husband? He looks like a bit of a wet lettuce, doesn't he, standing there? But apparently they have an open relationship. I hate people with open relationships. What's the point of an open relationship? Why are you bothering having a relationship in the first place? 
ridiculous. And then and then there's a new polymer £50 note soonish. I tell you what I've discovered in Twickenham. Everywhere I go now, they check your money. £10 notes, £20 notes, they get their little pen out. Just try that. What I want to do is get my little pen out. When they give you change, like a ten and a five, you go, excuse me, I'm just checking it. I want you passing off dud notes to me. They'd hate it, wouldn't they? They'd think they were, you were being really stupid. But I'm determined to do it. Uh, also today in Twickenham, don't go anywhere near it from 10 o'clock this morning. We've got a big run. There's sort of lots of people who are healthy, so I'm not running. I might just go and get, whoa, yeah, woo, woo, cheer them all on, things like that. But uh, they raise money. The Cabbage Patch do it uh, every year, which is one of our pubs. And then, uh, then people will, in, will enjoy it. People enjoy it. Fergie had sweaty armpits on one photo. Oh, dear, honestly. You see that on television, don't you? You get somebody there and you think, don't lift your arms up, don't lift your arms up. You become a little bit nervous. Uh, never do shopping uh, online with so-and-so. My hu- wife and I had £490 worth of shopping delivered, paid for the items to be packed in bags. When the items arrived, we were told due that... Oh, I've lost it. Told that due to something else, they obviously couldn't do it. Fancy spending 490 quid. 490 quid on one of those, you know, companies that actually deliver. That's an awful lot of money, isn't it? I mean, I mean, that is the pants budget, isn't it, really? <laughs> the pants budget. And socks. Pants and socks budget. I quite like that idea, though. I, I, I bought some pants the other day. Well, I have to buy pants, obviously, quite a lot of the time. But I've started buying, like, 20 pairs at a time. And you always get the same from the bloke. Ooh, stocking up? No, I don't think so. Why would, I, why would I start discussing things with, with, with somebody working behind a till? It's always hilarious, isn't it? Uh, so pictures and pictures and pictures of Eugenie, the look of love, now pronounced Eugenie. And so they've managed to get all the flower girls. Georgie's going, I'm here, I'm here. And uh, we all get very excited about it. And um, they don't know what it is. They've got no idea. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg has urged Theresa May to get tough with the EU, saying, what is the response to a bully? You stand up to a bully. Uh, the Strictly sex ban is on the front of the Sunday People today and more on Eugenie's look of love. She's been with him for seven years. Nobody's in love after seven years. That's called routine. Routine. So we're all together. We've been together for seven years. Isn't that so great? We're still in love. No, it's absolutely not. It's blooming boring. It's so tedious. Yes, of course, if we could all afford to spend so much on a wedding, dear, we'd be looking a bit wistful at the wedding. And then your mother would turn up. And that was about it, isn't it, really? Uh, Sean's secret affair with uh, TV's Emily. I don't even know who she is, actually. I've, I just, I've heard the name, and that's about as far as it goes. And uh, what really went on at the evening bash at the, at the wedding? Who cares? Who cares? Fergie and Philip reunited. Yeah, only in the photo. Only in the photo. I'll sit here. Don't let her touch me. And uh, and Fergie does her gurning. You know, all the sort of people. Hello, it's me. It's Fergie. I'm back again. Hello. Woo, woo, woo. And then we saw Eamon and Ruth. They sort of held it together. But there again, you can't go far wrong, can you? Of course, the funniest thing was the wind that uh, seemed to get them all as they walked down the hill, which was, uh, which was lovely. We all enjoy things like that. And then Sarah Ferguson rushing around inside like anybody cared. I mean, who is she? Fergie. Oh, God, really? Do you think she's going to be having her toes sucked again? I mean, oh, dear, it was so tacky. So, so tacky. Where are they going on honeymoon? I mean, wh- wh- who's paying for that one? Are we paying for the honeymoon or are we not paying for the honeymoon? I don't know what our money's gone to paying for. Is it just the cleaning up or they pay? How much did they contribute to it? Ninth in line to the throne and we have to pay for that. Oh, it's pretty, but there again, wedding's a wedding, isn't it? You know, people turn up, people look smart. There was one bloke turned up with no tie on. I'm shouting at the telly. Where's your blooming tie? You don't turn up to a wedding with an open-neck shirt, unless you're very common. And then you had um, Cara Delevingne. Oh, she knows, and I've got no idea. It's all very odd. And she turns up in a bloke's suit with a top hat. 
kind of figures. But, you know, it's sort of it's it's attention seeking. You're not supposed to do anything that draws the attention away from the bride. But there again, you can't really expect Cara Delevingne to know anything like that. And the poppy ban, I'll tell you about in a moment. Plus Kendo Nagasaki, bisexual. 50 years he's been bisexual. It just says here, Kendo Nagasaki, bi. I mean, I don't know whether that's goodbye or whether or not it's uh, bisexual. And I can tell you now it's bisexual. Why you'd be interested, I don't know. But he says for the last 50 years he's been bisexual. Just pure greed. That's all it is. Oh, I'm not happy with, you know, with the wife or the girlfriend or whatever. And you look quite nice, don't you? Because I always imagine that most of the rest... I'm doing a break. I'm in the middle of a spiel. Goodness sake, honestly. When you're a creative artiste like myself... Actually, I was watching YouTube earlier on. I was strange enough. I, I don't know why I was watching YouTube and Dale was on, and I was talking to him. And then on the on the, the sofa next to us was Esther McVeigh, prior to doing anything in politics, and uh, Nick Knowles, Rodri Williams, who else was there? Amanda was there, and uh, and Paul was there. So it, it was quite busy, and it's it's quite an interesting interview actually with sort of Dale about you know how we met and where we met and all that kind of thing. It was just seeing Esther McVeigh sitting on the settee. Because it just, what did she do before? I don't know. I think she was a TV presenter. They always put that, don't they? They put Esther McVeigh, TV presenter. They do it on a lot of the on television programmes. Now, they had one the other day where there was a woman and uh, she was sort of, I don't know what she was in. It was something. And, and, and underneath, I, so I can't imagine what they're going to put for her because she kind of talked like that. And it put down model. <laughs> we know what sort of model, dear. You know, what a model. Yes, model. This is my agent. Call him Pimp. And uh, and so and then she she was a model. And then I turned on the other day to watch the Jeremy Vine show to see whether the standard of the panel has actually gone up a bit. Who do they have? Nicola McLean. Exactly. Exactly. Nicola McLean laughingly called a model. Yeah, talk like that. Talk like that all the time. She didn't know nothing. Didn't know nothing at all. She was so sorry. She's she did date a footballer. I don't know whether she's still dating or married to footballer, but it's a, it's the case. I mean, she had this black line painted in down the middle of her head, so I'm assuming her roots needed doing, and she was sort of resting her huge breasts on the on the toe. But she was as thick as a brick. What do they put her on there? Do they put people on television for us to laugh and point at? Because that's what I was doing. I was laughing and going, "What in God's name are you doing on there?" You know, because you come over as a bit dim. She didn't. She didn't seem to grasp anything at all. She really didn't. Well, I'm sure she has in her time. It's uh, 22 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning. Sunday. Oh, it's going to rain today. Oh, it's going to rain. It's going to be another disaster. Why do we have to suffer with it? Mind you, certain parts of the country have been really suffering with it. I mean, like, suffering badly. So whatever we get in London, it won't be as bad as other parts of the country. Christine says, I read there was another royal party with a fairground with dodgems. I told you there'd be milk up there. Shh, don't tell anybody. I've just realised. I shouldn't tell people. Is it past its sell-by or is it it's, it's drinkable? One's organic. Oh, I don't want to do organic. No, I'm not one of those sort of people. That's, it makes it sound like I'm wearing sort of sandals and a caftan. Why are you showing me that? What's, what's the sell-by date? No, you tell me, otherwise I'll walk out the studio and come and find out. I'm like that this morning. Is what? Tomorrow. The 19th. Wait a minute. What's the, what's the date today? I've got to check. 14th. Oh, the 19th? Really? Oh, well, there you go. Why are you still smiling then? I don't believe it's the 19th. Yeah, the 19th of last month, probably. Is it, is it, is it, is it, bring it in, bring it in, show me. We'll, we'll be hanging on to this, I tell you. I don't want people adding milk to it. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. I had this trouble last week with the, 
There's not a lot in it. Is that? Look at what I mean. Is that it? And it's organic. Oh, <laughs> it's. I don't think it's. It's fresh. It's a bit different. You smell. I don't think it is. But I mean, I, I might be wrong. It smells as though it's just on the turn, doesn't it? Really. Mm. It smells as it's on the. What, what? What? What date's the other one? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. I think. I think we'll have to go sixteenth. I think ninety. This slightly dodgy. Yes, you have to push the button. It's called a studio. Hopeless, isn't it? Is that what got? Oh no. Yeah, but that's organic milk, isn't it? Doesn't organic milk spell slightly different? Doesn't it? I don't. I don't know what the difference is between ordinary cow milk and organic. That's okay, is it? Oh right, okay. It's all very yes, yes. It's all very disturbing this morning. This milk problem, isn't it? Because you know me. I mean, I get up early on the Sunday morning. And I'm always excited to be here. In fact, I'm always excited to be anywhere, to be honest with you. And, uh, and then I come in, and we seem to have got through so much milk last week. We think that one's all right. So is that, this is... Oh, it does smell a little <laughs> bit, doesn't it? Don't you think? I think it smells... I mean, oh, I mean but it's well, you can always tell when you put it into hot water, because it'll curdle, won't it? It'll, you'll have bits floating on the top. So I'll, I'll try it. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Thank you. There you go. So, trying to kill me. Try, definitely trying to kill me. I had this the other week when I went out with my other producer from ages and ages ago, and, and, and he said, do you want a pudding? And I went, uh, yeah, OK, I'll have an ice cream. And he came back with a strawberry sundae. Well, I was halfway through it, and I was up on the blooming ceiling, which was a problem because we were outdoors. There was no ceiling. It was all a little bit of a, a difficult thing. This run in Twickenham, says Ron, is full of young, fit and thin people, while us 40-plus-year-olds just look on with memories of being young. I've never looked on anybody running with memories, let me tell you. I did run at school. I did run at school, but that was sort of, you know, you did that because you had sport. I don't know. We just seemed to have loads of, we seemed to be fitter then, but we were younger and we were thinner. God forbid, Steve, the Ryanair version of a space shuttle. Well, that would be hanging onto the strap, wouldn't it? I like the idea. I've never been on Ryanair. Mind you, I've also never been on EasyJet. Never been, no, never been on EasyJet, never been on Ryanair. And, uh, they, I mean, I've been on BA and I've been on Virgin. Although I've never been on a private jet either, no. You would think I would have done, but I haven't. I, ha I don't know if Cliff's got a private jet. I don't know. I know he's got a vineyard. And I know he's sold out the Albert Hall. Yeah, he's got a vineyard. Well, that's where Tony Blair's stayed before. I think Tony Blair's stayed. Not actually in the vineyard, obviously in the house that is adjacent to, to the vineyard. But uh, 78. Can't wait. Can't wait. I should go home, have a little sleep, you know, go and get some milk. And, uh, and then the BBC did a big thing. Really? They did a big thing when he reached 50? Good Lord, honestly. I didn't get anything when I reached 50. Not that I'm anywhere near 50, but if I was going to be near 50 I'd be sort of finding out why there wasn't anything uh, going on. Uh, Steve, uh, I read there was another royal party with a fairground with Dodgems. Yes, I think that was last night, Christine. I think so. I mean, who's paying for that? Who's paying for it? Andrew doesn't have a job as far as I know. I mean, and yet he's got a £13 million chalet in Verbier. Uh, which he sort of he's bought with uh, with old Fergie, a very peculiar relationship because apparently she lives in a house or a cottage or whatever it is very near to him, and and they sort of go oh yeah because they they might get back together again because <sighs> it must be quite difficult for him to go out with anybody at all actually he's had some very bad choices very bad choices anyway it's uh, LBC it's uh, news time and with the headlines this morning it's Philip Krisikos you're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Sunday morning on LBC with Steve Allen. This is where everybody comes out to play because this is where 
the spike goes through the roof and has done for ages and ages. So the papers are just full. I mean, it's really thin. Thin on the ground for news. You've either got what Donald Trump's going to do to the Saudis. Yeah, right. Uh, or what really happened at the uh, at the wedding of the of the week. Uh, plus the secret affair with TV's Emily A. Tack. And that's it. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's it's that bad today. It's that bad. Serial killer's legal fight to wed in jail. Guess what? She wants us to pay for it. This is a rather pathetic Joanna Dennehy. A rather pathetic, sad, lonely little creature. But, uh, there again, I'm sure it'll be fantastic. She's a serial killer. And uh, she's planning a legal fight to keep in regular close contact with her prison lover and wants the taxpayer to foot the bill. By the time you got off your fat bum, dear, and actually did something, because you're of no use to anybody at the moment. Uh, Christina Rianoff, she's jumped in on the bandwagon of the Strictly Dancing. She says, Sean Walsh and Katya Jones should not have been made to apologise. She said they apologised on social media. Can't understand why the subject was brought up. What's it got to do with you, dear? You're not even on the programme anymore. They got rid of you ages ago. And let's face it, you had little flings all over the place. So, weren't exactly Mother Teresa, were you? But uh, then they've got Karen Rocket, whoever Karen... I don't know who Karen Rocket is. I don't know if she's a dancer or an ex-dancer. She's giving her uh, views. Vic Hope uh, danced her parents' favourite song, You Can't Hurry Love. She's uh, dancing with Graziano, which is great. Uh, a passable passe from Dr Range, who's just too camp as far as I'm concerned. Kate danced the samba. Stacey is a great dancer for a beginner. Joe's got... Uh, uh, a go at attitude. Graham did a highly entertaining jive, and uh, Ashley's best dance. Kate acted out the jive. Sean was was fun, great choreography, and uh, that's about it. Actually, Faye was there as well, so they all they all did quite well. But either way, it's just a reality show. Okay, that's all it is. It's nothing. They they hardly ever do they go on to do anything at all. It's just a reality show. They're doing it because they want the money. And, uh, and that's why it's very, very exciting. Well, it is for some people. I've, I've, I've got friends of mine, they go, oh, I, I, I couldn't miss Strictly. And I go, really? You need to get a life. And they go, no, I couldn't. It's just so amazing. And I go, what, people dancing? And you suddenly forget that people like dancing. as they like singing competitions. Except, you know, now we've got sort of Robbie and the dreary wife on The X Factor. I mean, the standard of the singing is awful. It's just so dull. Simon... Something cow doesn't quite look right on it. I don't know what he's done to his face, but he doesn't he doesn't look as I thought he was supposed to look. I'm I'm still debating whether to have any any sort of surgery. Sort of like, you know, a little bit of little bit of Botox, something like that, just to tighten things up a little bit. You know, you get to a certain age and I think I'm at it, although the producer's much older. And and I think to myself that maybe a little bit of I mean, could you just have a little experiment with Botox? I don't actually want needles going anywhere near my eyes or into my forehead or anything like that, because I don't have any lines on my forehead. I don't. I, yes, it only lasts about a couple of months, doesn't it, I think. And then all of a sudden you go back to being the saggy old creature that you were before you had it done. And also, anybody can do it. It's not difficult to get hold of this stuff, it really is. Yeah, you can go into sort of chemists, I think, and they were going to start doing I just don't want a needle anywhere near my eyes. And, of course, the, the bit that sort of gives away your age is your neck. But they never Botox your neck, do they? But for that, you have to have a, a facelift. And then... Or, yes, or just wear a scarf or something like that. I quite like the idea of a scarf, actually. That'd be better for me, a scarf. I quite like that. And uh, Steve said, of course, you ran at school. You played Kiss Chase. Oh, not in my school. We didn't know. Oh, no, that was totally forbidden. Kiss Chase. What was the point of Kiss Chase? I thought you did that when you were very... No, in Yorkshire, we didn't do that. We were too busy trying to keep warm. You know, the idea of somebody sort of catching you and trying to snog you in the playground. I mean, that's a report straight away. Don't have any of that messing around. 
And uh, many, many years ago, I used to run around a place that you probably pass daily, Duke's Meadow. Around the car park would be an achievement nowadays. Yeah, I mean, they've had, they used to have fun fairs down there, actually. But it's sort of, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm quite envious of people who, who can run and who sort of get something. There's quite a few people here that sort of run. Not what I'm looking at, as you can tell. If you were here, you would know straight away. I don't think anybody runs in this studio this morning. No, please. Come on. Henry's putting on a lot of weight, uh, which is great, but it's for pantomime. And so they're doing Humpty Dumpty. And he's not only playing Humpty, but the wall as well, which is great. So that's fantastic. All the king's horses, etc., etc. But it's just, you have to be into running. Apparently, when you start running, it's a bit like you get those, is it? endomorphins or something or you get this this sort of rush through your body i get roughly the same if i have a packet of dolly mixtures you know same same sort of but i just can't be bothered i know you're supposed to be fit and i understand about you know how it's done and they say oh you know even if you just walk a little bit you know and i think oh i can't be bothered Seriously, I can't be bothered. I can tell all the people sitting on the bus with me share it as well. Uh, since you're talking about ice cream, what happened to rum and raisin? It's a bit boring, David. That's why you're in boring Hans, which is Hampshire, isn't it? They always call it Hans. And so you go, oh, and where, where's rum and raisin? And we go, there isn't rum and raisin. And nobody does it anymore. It's all, I mean, the latest one is, um, oh, what is it? Caramel. Caramel's very popular. You can do that. Salted caramel. Why salted? Because there's a, a chocolate shop down near me very uh, he's a he's a chocolatier and and he does salted also and I always thought salt in chocolate is that you know can you do that and apparently you can but there again I've seen people dipping strawberries in balsamic vinegar have you have you heard of that one that's really bizarre honestly they really are peasants and uh, it's a very odd you can get that in restaurants they go oh strawberries you go yes with balsamic and you go balsamic what they go balsamic vinegar and you dip them in the balsamic you've never heard of that before they don't do it at McDonald's, do they? So probably you wouldn't know it. He knows the McDonald's menu really well. And, uh, and Burger King and Spadulike and, um, and the local kebab shop, Spadulike. Isn't it Spadulike? Spudger-like. <laughs> Bit slow on that one, aren't we? Bit slow. I don't know. Does, does Spadulike not exist anymore? Well, you have to find out. Spud you like. It's where you go in there and you get a baked potato. You know where they still do baked potatoes? <laughs> Uh, Costco, they do baked potatoes, and you can have their one pound twenty-five, and and they come in a box with with. But they always put the butter on the top. You're supposed to put the butter in the potato, then you put the filling on the top, and they have about six different fillings. But I'm not sure if Spadulike is still going, because if they are, that was healthy. But of course, what people do is eat the eat the spud from the inside, as opposed to the skin. The skin is the bit that's supposed to be the best bit. Yeah, I like a bit of skin. I do like a bit of skin. It has to be said. Um, you, you, can, you can tempt me away from anything for that. And especially if Patisserie Valley goes, Valerie goes under, because I'm slightly disturbed what I'm going to do on a Sunday morning. Because that's been Sunday morning for the past th- three or four years. I've got a... Paul's. I don't like Paul's. No, I just think it's a silly name to call a patisserie. Oh, it's Paul's. Paul who? Yeah, Patisserie Valerie. Well, it sounds a little bit more continental, doesn't it? There's another one. There's a big one in London called Concerto. Have you seen that one? Cafe Concerto. That, somebody must have put a ton of money into that because when they outfit a shop, blimey, it's all blingy, bling, bling. Not, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's one opposite the Ritz. It's, I mean, it must have, I wouldn't like to imagine how much it cost to outfit this uh, place. And they're only selling the same as, as Patisserie Valerie. But I, I quite like Patisserie Valerie because it sounds, you know, it sounds Austrian and Tyrolean and Viennese kind of thing, isn't it? Because they're famous for their cakes in Vienna and concerts. Yeah. 
I don't get that bit, but never mind. I, I don't get that bit. No, it's great. You have a laugh at my expense. That's fine. Seriously, not that I care. They had a contract out on you. Have you, have you, have you been to the Saudi embassy recently? <laughs> do you think that there's something going on in the Saudi... Do you think there's something definitely gone on with this man? Do you think he went in there and something happened to him and he came out in that van before? Because the wife was standing at the front. Unless there is a tunnel between there and France or, 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 or even America, I think it's highly unlikely that he's... He, he went in and he didn't come out either dead or he was under arrest and they've taken him away for interrogation. I don't know. The excuse from the Saudi will be very interesting because, other, I mean, I don't know why they do these sort of things. It's very odd. The Saudi, it, the Saudis still do executions, don't they? They still have public executions, which you can't quite get your head around, can you? Jane Danson has got a secret weapon for dancing on ice. Her Coronation Street castmates. That's not a secret weapon. She says they'll help me out in the ice show. Listen, darling, you can either stand up or you can't stand up. You're on ice. It's as simple as that. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you just have to sort of... Just have to go with it. Because apparently, poor old Gemma Collins, the GC, uh, she's been standing up and falling down for the past week. The past week. Uh, Steve, you hit the nail on the head with celebrities the other day. These days, celebrities are inaccessible. Did you see... Do you see little um, little Danny Dyer and her little boyfriend, you know, the so-called relationship? She's booked to do an appearance and, um, and she cries off, I'm not very well. The next picture she posts, she's on holiday. And so people wrote to her quite rightly going, excuse me, don't you care about people who've paid to see you? Or to... And she went, I've got to have a break every so often. I thought, you lazy little so-and-so. You've only done a few things. How difficult is life? Turn up, few pictures, you know, sign this, pick up money. But no, she decided to ditch her fans and go on holiday. So, and basically she went to you. That's what she said. That's what she said. She wasn't remotely interested. Do you want to, they are available, are they? There you go. Spaduli K is still going. I thought it would be. What, what's your favourite filling? Ooh, don't, please don't write in. I'm not remotely interested. Not remotely interested in what your favourite filling is. Mine would always be cheddar cheese. I don't know why. Cheddar cheese with sort of mountains of butter in there. And uh, and then I think cheddar cheese. Or felling that chilli con carne is quite nice. That's very nice. Or felling that cheddar cheese and beans. That's very good. Some people have tuna, but I, I don't like the idea of tuna. I think that's a bit, bit naff and pretentious now. I think we can move on from, uh, from tuna. Uh, somebody says, why do you keep catching the bus when you have a car? Because I'm rich. That's why. Because I don't need to worry about it. I can get on the bus and go, ha, 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 ha. And, uh, and I like the bus as well. Bubblegum is the latest flavour ice cream. That's not... That was done years ago by Davils. You know, why are the roads often closed for bike rides around Twickenham? Because it's, um, because it's a popular place to go bike riding. That's why when, when the artists are in town, they, uh, they play the stadium. That's how it works. John's on his way to market. Love your show in the morning. Thank you. Bless your heart. And uh, somebody says, you declared yourself 40 plus, but you're griping about your notes being checked by the checkout staff, revealing you're 40 because you don't self-checkout. Are you on tablets or something? I mean, I mean, why do I get them on their way back from the home? You know, matrons giving them a day pass and I get them. Why is it every week? Uh, somebody says, I really had recently rum and raisin ice cream. And sure enough, it was disgusting. Yes, I mean, I imagine it would be rum and raisin. It's a bit dated, isn't it? But, uh, you know, it's like having a sort of a bar of chocolate, I think, which is, I'm doing a break. I'm just sort of leading up into it to try and, you know, find out why is a bar of chocolate dead? Because years ago they used to do Turkish delight in a bar of chocolate. And it was, it was sort of, it, and then they did all different things. And they did fries, five different 
things in there. You're the same age as me. You know what these things sitting there with this blank look on your face going, oh, I don't know what that is. Ridiculous. It was like the other day I was listening to, what's his name? Nick, Nick, Nick. Oh, God, it'll come to me in a minute. Abbott. That's right. Nick Abbott was on his programme and uh, every day seems to be a, a trial for Nick. And then somebody said, what, what happens if you sort of collapse on air? And he said, well, there's this tape that kicks in. And, and somebody said, what happens if Steve Allen collapses on air? And he said, well, the tape still kicks in, but the tape is Steve Allen. Then I discovered it wasn't. Then I discovered it's somebody else now. I think they might have used Sheila Fogarty. Well, that's, I'm going back to the contra. I'm checking that one out. Can't believe it. Oh, do you think... She... Oh, right. Sheila Fogarty announces a technical issue, and then she's... And then... You haven't heard it that long enough. And I kick it. Oh, thank God for that. I nearly, I, seriously, I nearly went you know, back to the doctors because I was so traumatised because I'd been, you know, the, the voice of It's Gone Wrong for about the past 30 years. You know, every time something goes wrong. When we were in another building, we had a fire alert. So automatically the, 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 the presenter goes, uh, we have to evacuate the building. No, 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 LBC. Oh, Steve Allen's in conversation. And so I pop up. Then we all came back in the building again and we all sat down and we carried on broadcasting and then blow me down. Blooming thing happened again. Happened again. Well, break. OK, 14... Oh, dear, must be very important. 14 minutes to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, he loved both... Oh, sorry, there you are. He loved both of those things. Both of them. Great to see you. Yeah. Work with you again soon. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yeah, do you know we've already worked out what's happening on Christmas Day here? I'm here. I'm working on Christmas... Oh, you're here as well, Nick. Good Lord, we're... you're not producing me. No, you're definitely not. Oh, at some stage, yeah. Yeah, no, Christmas Day, it's uh, Mike, Aussie boy, is doing me Christmas Day. Henry's gone. As he heads into the wilds of wherever it is. <laughs> some place, some place. Uh, what else we got? Uh, they've got a much-needed physiotherapist set to be saved from deportation. Uh, two days after they said he'd be sent back to India, Sajid Javid withdrew the threat. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, why do they say you're going to be going and then they go, no, don't worry, you're not going to be going now. We've sort of saved you. Uh, fancy dress. They were saying the other day, now I had to get my head around this one because I wasn't sure, that uh, one of these student unions, you know what student unions are like? And they went, uh, you're not allowed to wear the following. You're not allowed to wear burkas or anything to a fancy dress competition uh, or anything, or a cowboy hat. And the reason you can't wear a cowboy hat is because you're not a cowboy, OK? So you're not allowed to wear it. By the same token, they said you couldn't wear Mexican hats either. Well, I can't remember the last time I went as a Mexican to a fancy dress party. I went as a clown. And I actually looked pretty good. If I, I might release the pictures one day and you might uh, actually get to see them. But, but that's clownist, isn't it? Because I'm not a clown. But then I suddenly thought, wait a minute, all these cowboy films that we've got, yee-haw, and all that kind of stuff. They're not cowboys. They're actors pretending to be cowboys. So perhaps we should ban all the... Right bunch of snowflakes out there, seriously. Oh, no, you can't dress up like that. You can't dress up as Jimmy Savile. Why you'd want to, I can't imagine. And, and all these other people. But it was, it was the cowboy hats. You ask kids now, what do you want to be? A cowboy. They don't know why they want to be a cowboy. It's because you can go... Pew, 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 pew. You know, and you shoot people dead. But you don't really. It's just pretend. But they said that... that, that, uh, that, that you didn't identify with being a cowboy. And I thought, well, you better close all these cowboy films down because they're just full of people dressed up as cowboys. Some of them even dressed up as Indians. 
Can you believe such a thing? Ridiculous. Kent's Uni Student Union has banned Wild West gear in case hats affect people's right to a safe space. I mean, really, the Lone Ranger would be saying, that's Tonto. And, uh, and would be, I mean, it's just ridiculous. What is the matter with these people? And the answer is they're boring and dull and very uninteresting. Wearing a cowboy hat. I feel like wearing a cowboy hat and going, look, it really suits me. I look good. You say, I'm terribly sorry, Steve. You can't wear sunglasses, you know, in this weather because it, it makes you look as though you're taking the mickey out of blind people. And you think, what is going on here? Good Lord, honestly. I'm the only, I think I'm the only person on LBC who's actually got, I don't know if I've still got them, uh, two, hosts, uh, two, two guide dogs. We, we raised money years ago, and it, was, uh, and it was for guide dogs. And I ended up with so much money that we got two, two guide dogs, which I was... It is called Steve Allen. Steve Allen the first and Steve Allen the second. How you work that out when you call it? I've got no idea. Must get very confused when somebody comes on the radio and goes, it's the Steve Allen show. And the dog's going, what? Are they talking to me? I don't know. Mind you, Gloria Honeyford had a dog called Honey and a dog called Ford. So when she went on the radio, she'd say, this is Gloria Honeyford. And the dogs would go, woo. There's our names. There's our names. Uh, Les McEwen is, uh, he says, I'm, I've got a, an addictive personality. I mean, he was the bad boy of pop in the 1970s. I've interviewed him. I thought he was very interesting. Very, very interesting person. When you consider what he's done in his life and how big the Bay City Rollers were. I mean, they were the forerunner, weren't they, to sort of to poppy bands, those and the Osmonds. And uh, and still people, you know, talk about them, which is uh, which is great. I don't know anything more about the fun fair for the party. Uh, as I say, it's just how many how many more days you can drag this out for. Uh, Steve, uh, I would have had cow's milk rather than organic milk. But good luck. Thanks. <laughs> We're not sure about it, actually, at the moment. And uh, thank you, Mark, for that. I don't know the difference, actually. I don't know the difference. Between organic milk, I don't know how it's produced. It looks, it looks. I mean, we wouldn't know. Would we know the difference? It's like you know when they actually bring the wine to the table. If you're lucky enough to go to a restaurant where you know you can actually sort of order a bottle of wine, and they pour a little bit into a glass. And I always say the same thing: Oh, just pour it out for God's sake! It's a cheap bottle of wine. What do you? I'm going to taste it and go. Oh, I don't think so. It's corked. That was the line, wasn't it? In uh, Faulty Towers, where he opens a bottle of wine, he goes, "There we go." Da-da, pours it out, and the man goes, "Oh, I can't drink that. It's corked." And he said, yes, I've just taken the cork out. And he goes, no, it's corked. The wine is off. And and Barbara yeah. tasted it. And he had to go and get another bottle of wine. Because, you, well, I wouldn't know the difference. I really wouldn't know the difference. If somebody said to me, this is a really good wine. I mean, I would not know the difference. And also because I'm not drinking. I tell people this every day. I get quite excited now myself. Somebody said, are you still not drinking? And I said, no, I'm still not drinking. Still not drinking. And you're off the coffee. Wow. Do you feel any better being off coffee? Do you? Don't look any different. I just wondered. No, I mean that in a caring sort of way. But uh, so why are you off coffee? Was there some reason why you've decided it's bad? Oh, too reliant. Oh, really? Too reliant on caffeine? Good grief. Ah, oh, right. OK. OK. Do you smoke? You smoke Mondays. <laughs> oh, dear. So, well, right. So you just smoke on the Monday. Isn't that funny? I don't, I mean, I, I don't miss smoking, but I watch people smoking thinking, I wonder what that's like. Then I thought perhaps I should vape. And then I thought, no, I don't want to vape either, surrounded by clouds of smoke. So I've not smoked and now we're not doing the drinking bit. And we're not doing the drinking bit because we're just not doing the drinking bit. And it, I, I don't like the, uh, don't like the idea of it. I've, I've kind of lost that, um, 
that sort of interest in my life. It's odd, isn't it? I'm drinking water, milk and uh, lots of health drinks, you know, like uh, lime and ginger and stuff like that. They get these little bottles in, in Waitrose and I'm generally buying about 15 or 20 at a time, keeping them in the fridge because that first thing in the morning or last thing at night I love. It sort of gives me a little like that, little sort of boost up. I'm not totally convinced it's healthy, but I've, I've kind of bought into it. The tequila flowed all night. Robbie Williams sang Angels, of which he wrote one line. Can you imagine everybody sitting down there? The marquee had uh, flowers in it. There was uh, a spur of the moment when uh, some of his uh, songs came up. And so Robbie was wearing, I don't know what he was wearing. I don't know. I, I said he'd be wearing something peculiar. Obviously, to stand out in the crowd. Last night, another party. They had a Ferris wheel and a roundabout. And then Robbie Williams and wife Ada, Kate Moss and Demi Moore, and a host of guests. So we didn't... I love the way that they had a silver DB10 Aston Martin made for the James Bond film Spectre in 2015. And uh, she could barely get into it because the dress was so big. It was a bit ridiculous. I mean, who pays for all of that? Where, where does where's the money come from that? Because I'd love to know, actually. I'd love to know. I'm, I'm sort of intrigued. Uh, the bride's mother changed from the tight green dress she wore to the wedding to a more muted and comfortable satin gown for the evening because uh, Fergie was wearing uh, green. Oh, look, green's OK. Somebody says if you've got ginger hair, red hair, you can wear, wear green. It's just it's the sort of the waving and all that kind of stuff. It was all a little bit naff, uh, I think. Um, somebody else uh, talking here. Get uh, Kevin the Milkman round with some fresh stuff. Well, I mean, you know, if he was working today, that would be quite nice, but he ain't. So we, we can't have it. Somebody says, do you miss it? No. I Strangely enough, I don't. Isn't that bizarre? Why would I not miss it? Especially when I was such a Prosecco expert. I mean, I'm not sure whether or not, you know, by, by Christmas, I'll be drinking Prosecco. Because generally speaking, over Christmas, I don't drink. I think there was only one Christmas where I had some Kia Royale, and that was about it. That was a bit. Are you taking tomorrow's annual leave? Will you take a reduction in your next LBC remuneration? Well, no, I'm taking it. We, we don't get free holidays around here. If you're a radio presenter, don't work, don't get paid. So uh, I'll, I'll be knocking a day off, as they say. Uh, are you having Sunday roast today? Nope. You've never talked about Sunday roast because I don't have them. I don't have Sunday roasts. I mean, I'm, no, I haven't. I've been out on a few occasions on a, on a Sunday, but not for ages and ages and certainly not for a Sunday roast. Don't know why. Don't know why. Halloween is coming. My friend wants to know if you can have a life-size cardboard cut out of yourself, says Luke. Well, possibly. You probably could, actually. <sighs> Halloween. Why do we celebrate Halloween in this country? It's an Americanism. The Americans love doing stuff like that, and we, we don't really do it, but now we've started doing it. But you can't wear all these outfits you want to wear, because apparently it might offend a cowboy in Kent University if you wear a hat. Uh, man dies in a storm as Callum sweeps in. This is the storm. This is the one that's going to get us all drenched. Did I bring an umbrella? Yep. A little tiny umbrella. Is it going to work? Probably not. Jamie Redknapp goes from the royal wedding to dinner with Jemima Khan. Read into that whatever you want. That'll upset the old ex-wife, won't it, who's advertising furniture on the television. The BBC chief who's admitted 3,000 radio staff face huge tax bills because they've declared themselves self-employed. I mean, I don't know how what that percentage is of their staff, but it probably goes around the country. Uh, the search is on for Bronson's loot and the Hole in the Wall gang hit 18 ATMs. More in a minute. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 
Morning, everybody. Sunday morning. Oh, the weather's going to turn, isn't it? A friend of mine said, I, I said, are we going to walk today? No, the weather's going to go bad. And I went, OK, fine. And then you look at some of the images of the people in Wales and on the coast who've been battered by this storm coming in. And you suddenly realise I was watching. What was I watching? I think it was the other week, actually. For some reason, I don't know why, I sort of logged into YouTube and I was watching a little bit on a tsunami. And this was one in Thailand. And it was, uh, nobody realised, because I think we're a bit dumb when it comes to to tsunamis. You see it out at sea and it doesn't mean anything at all because it just looks like a small wave. And then it seems to gather momentum. And I don't know how it works. I've really got no idea why they can't think of something that dissolves the wave. Because it's the wave that seems to pick up the momentum. So by the time it came inshore in Thailand, this thing had built up quite some power and swept through the hotel receptions and everything else. Because people were standing there watching it until they suddenly realised, get the heck out. And they thought the best place to go is up. And yet they're standing there and they're watching buildings floating past them. Such was the power of the tsunami. And so when you look at these people, and we always get somebody, don't we, who's going to be pictured in the papers, standing there on the quay, and the wave is crashing over them. We've had people with pushchairs. I mean, seriously, it's, it's that daft. And, um, and I thought to myself, why would you want to go down there? It's too dangerous. You get people who get sort of very drunk, and then they go out. And they, they go on to the onto the beach. Blackpool was a popular one where, you know, you, you, you've got all, all the people there and then they go out onto the beach and they suddenly realise that the drag is going to, you know, as, as the tide comes in or as the, the waves come in, it's fine. Then it goes out and it can pull you under. I mean, it's seriously strong, seriously strong. But people don't seem to realise that. And you say to people, they say, oh, but they were only running along the beach. You go, yeah, but it's dangerous. Why don't people sort of realise that? I don't know. Terrible. Uh, why don't you buy an umbrella which doesn't blow inside out? I didn't say the umbrella blow inside out. I have a little one and then I have a slightly bigger one. But I brought the little one today. So I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to uh, sort of change anything. Because otherwise you've got to drag the umbrella around. People go, it's, it's a nice sunny day. Why are you holding an umbrella? And I'm going, well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, some, the reason you wouldn't stock a Confederate T-shirt, because you know you get into trouble over race relations, are the very same reasons that you shouldn't... I don't know what the rest of it is, actually. The rest of it's disappeared. So, uh, But it's, we're not talking about Confederate T-shirts. We're talking about cowboy hats. Cowboy hats. And apparently you can't wear them if, you, if you're not a cowboy. Seems a bit ridiculous, doesn't it, really? And yet people people dress up for everything. You know, people go into musicals in the West End, you know, and when they did Crazy For You, they weren't cowboys, but they all wore cowboy hats. So why why can you not do it? Why can you not do it if you're if you're sort of dressing up? Little children don't know anything about that. It's only silly adults who talk about, oh, that's OK, isn't it? You know, you, you, you definitely can't wear a hat because it might offend cowboys. How many cowboys are there at Kent University? Answer, none as far as we know. Ridiculous, honestly. And uh, then I love the, some of the... It's always interesting when, uh, when people sort of write in, but they're writing to another presenter and, uh, and sort of say, you know, I'm coming up here so-and-so, would you like to meet for tea? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I've got things to do now. But uh, definitely, you know, with, with the weather, I mean, we're lucky in London. We don't, because we've got so many buildings, it kind of sort of keeps it down a little bit. But it, it does worry me. 
it does it does worry me that there's that, that there's all these sort of people out there who are thinking, oh, great, you know, let's go out and go for a walk in this dreadful storm that we're having. We had it once. Uh, we had it once on. What was it on, actually? Oh, it was Christmas when the snow came down on Christmas. And it's very rare in London because it's a bit warmer because of the building. So we don't get what you get out in the out in the suburbs. And I remember walking down the road and it was coming down like a like rain, but it was snow. And to be honest with you, I think London looks beautiful any time of the day or night or, you know, with snow or rain or anything else. It always just looks quite nice. But the snow when it came down, it's falling over. It's falling over, you know, which is the big problem. And of course, the older you get, the more falling over is a little bit, a uh, little bit dangerous. So the, uh, the Sunday people, uh, they've got here Cheryl, you know, Cheryl, uh, used to be with Leanne Payne. They're going to go head to head after both being booked for the X Factor live shows. The reason is they're both, uh, Cheryl's trying to relaunch a musical career that died years ago. And, uh, and so producers have managed to avoid any awkward encounters. What do you mean? Or, they've got a child. What awkward encounters can there possibly be? I mean, I don't know whether he takes the child out or, you know, whether she takes, well, when she does, we've certainly never seen a picture. But uh, she was 35, he was 25. And uh, he will perform his new single, Polaroid, with Jonas Blue, which references his heartbreak. Oh, spare me the histrionics. And uh, he said it's a kind of reference to love being like a Polaroid picture. He's 25. I mean, seriously, these, these people, so their lives must be totally just falling apart, mustn't they? Every time you see something like that, both have written about the breakdown in their relationship. Oh, shut up. Shut up, shut up. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares at all about, you know, boring, oh, our relationship split up. Well, whose problem is that? Your problem. It's nobody else's. We don't care. Also, there's a new high street chain where everything costs a fiver. So we've had 99p world, 50p world. Uh, what was the other one? Pound land, pound shops and all the rest of it. Now they've got a fiver. It's the first five pound world opened in a former pound world store in Burton-on-Trent. And they will both uh, sell single items and bundles of cheaper goods for a fiver. So, in other words, nobody's going to come out of there just spending a fiver, are they? At the moment you go in there and you go, oh, it's like everything's a pound. Well, not everything's a pound in pound world or pound land because they're all different. And you sort of look at it and you think, I mean, most people come out of there having spent six or seven quid. Because you can't just buy one item because the kids want books and they're a pound. So, before you know where you are, you've racked up about 20 quid, but they pay for it on credit card. So, now you've got... Fiverr world. So it's got to cost a... F- you might as well just go to a normal shop. What's the difference? I don't... Well, I don't know what costs five pounds. I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps they give you a... Perhaps they give you a sort of a bundle of things, like supposed to one bar of chocolate. Perhaps you get six bars of chocolate or something. I don't know. It just seems a bit ridiculous. They hope to, that by selling items for a fiver, it will escape the pressure on pound shop margins. Well, it all comes from abroad, doesn't it? You see all the old boxes that they've got throwing away. I mean, it's, I don't know whether or not it's going to work. I, mean, I feel a bit guilty, actually. A friend of mine said, he said, why are you still going in there? I said, because I'm fascinated by what they sell. For a pound, I can go into Pound World or Pound Land or whatever, whichever one we've got and get, you know, some Johnson's Baby Cotton Buds. For a pound, they're a bit more in the supermarket. So, I mean, I feel as though I'm saving a bit money. Then I discovered I could save more money by buying them in Costco. So, somebody says the pound is dead. Five pound is the new pound. Is it? Not for me. Not for me. I certainly won't be uh, be heading up to the uh, the Derby and Walthamstow, northeast London. So, it's going to be a fiver. I think it should be a penny. That's how it started, wasn't it? Woolworths for a penny. Marks and Spencer's, I think, were... 
were they tuppence or a shilling or something like that? I can't remember. Whatever it was, that's how they all uh, started. Um, 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 there's a lag on Spice. Um, he set himself on fire in a prison. I expressed surprise, and the producer said, but he's in... No, it wasn't the producer, it was somebody else. said, but they're, they're in prison. And you go, well, how do they get Spice in there? And I suddenly realised drones. Drones are the things which are taking drugs into prison. Uh, this one here, uh, because they are trying their best, but when you've got... You know, people who work inside the prison system, who I'm afraid are in on it, you've got a slightly bigger problem. You could probably float on the sea, Steve, in Blackpool with the plastic bottles in there. Are there a lot of plastic bottles? I just, I mean, you know, I always worry about the state of beaches anyway. Perhaps you could have, uh, perhaps you could have sort of some sort of different way of doing it. Perhaps you could encourage kids to pick up you know, bottles on the beach and rubbish and stuff like that. That's what, you know, I'd like to do. Uh, which we get. Not not today, obviously. Uh, if you don't smoke or drink, what makes you happy? Working. Working. I come in to see my friends. I have to say that. It's a, it's a showbiz expression. It doesn't mean anything. It's a showbiz expression. You know, some people like to have a relationship with their producer. Not me. No, thank you very much indeed. No, no. Keep themselves... Oh, hi, Steve. Should we go out for a drink? No. You know, it's as simple as that. There's no point in beating around the bush and trying to pretend you're all chummy-chummy. Because it's not like that at all. We have a professional working relationship. Oh, shall I get you a cup of tea? Don't touch it. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, oh, how would you like to go to the cinema? I think not. What, with you in a darkened room? Never. It's never going to happen, is it? All these sort of things. But some people like to do that. I'm not one of those sort of people. I prefer to go home, pull the shutters down, barricade the door, make sure the CCTV is on and it's recording. And that way I feel absolutely great about it. Loads of pictures of my angel... This is because the ecstatic newlyweds. They've been together for seven years. How can you be ecstatic? After se- probably thinking about the cost of it. You know, of course, if they had to cough up for it, that would be a little bit different. But uh, you've got a picture of his, uh, his parents. Mother wearing a ghastly outfit. And then on the other side, you've got Beatrice standing behind the Queen. And uh, you've got Sarah Ferguson. And uh, you can see Philip sitting there saying, if she comes any closer, I'm going to lash out. You can just see it, can't you? Uh, All Heart is what Paul O'Grady has talked about. Barbara Windsor, she's doing really well. She's had a pacemaker fitted. She's 81. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Pacemakers fitted in very, very easily now. Very easily. She had an eight-day stay in hospital after she collapsed at home. And uh, Paul, and of course, as his alter ego, Lily Savage and Barbara were joined... By Scylla Black, when they did, you've got to get a gimmick from Gypsy. And that was uh, that was lovely. Seriously, she's she's remarkable for her age. Remarkable. I think Cliff is remarkable for 78. I, I look at people's ages and I think they just don't look it. People do not. And then the producer told me how old he was. And, you know, you could have you could have hit me on the head with a milk bottle. Seriously, I remember I, I said to him, you look at... Well, I didn't say, you know, don't want to sort of boost up his ego. You know, but you say to somebody, somebody tells you how old and normally you go, oh, my goodness me, you don't look... That old. They did it on this Dale interview that I do on Five's Company on YouTube. And, uh, and and Dale goes, do you know how old Steve is? I thought, you don't do things like that on television. Tell people how old you are. That's that's very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. But I've always been honest about my age. I've always said to people, you know, I'm somewhere between 40 and death. And that's about as good as it's ever going to get. Uh, also, a new survey reveals that a third of the over 50s are having the best sex of our lives. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. I think both the producer and myself could disagree with that one. What a ridiculous thing to say. Why do they say that? Apparently, we're more confident about our bodies. <laughs> Not surprised you're smiling. <laughs> Last week, he pulled a muscle in his body. 
pulled it. I didn't even know there were muscles in your body. I thought they were in your arms. I didn't realise you can actually have it in your in your chest. Yeah, but I, th- I thought you could just have muscles in your arms. You know, when you do that. But I don't you can have muscles in your chest. What do you think Peter Andre's got? A very dreary family. <laughs> I know what he's got. That's not. That's not. He hasn't got muscles anymore. They have to airbrush him now. <laughs> but apparently, we love to experiment. Do you like to experiment, Nick? Yeah, have you experimented recently? Don't have to think about it. You either it's either a yes or a no. You've got to. All oh, right, okay. What you see as, as experimentation for him is is quite normal. That's what he's saying now. But then he smiles, so you know you're not. He's not telling the truth. And apparently, um, they say, if if the truth of it comes to it, yet thanks to years of practice, we're just damn good at rumpy pumpy. See, I, I play it the other way. I tell people I'm rubbish. And that way they're not disappointed. They've got very low expectations. So, yes, yes. It's like, you know, big hands, big feet, big disappointment, which is what we did the other week on the programme. Uh, what else we got? Uh, John, spirit of the beloved host, Noakes, will be at the live 60th anniversary. He'd uh, see snaps of Shep and memories of Blue Peter would come flooding back. I'm not surprised John Noakes did us proud on Blue Peter. I always remember him breaking down. He was on the Wogan show. And they asked him about Shep, and, and, and he broke down because Shep had died. And, uh, and you think, oh, he was, he was just part of our growing up, wasn't he? Just part of our growing up. Uh, other stories in the papers come around to in a moment, including Sean Walsh has been told, told to keep his hands to himself by the dance partner's furious hubby. Neil Jones laid it on the line. Oh, do us a favour, Neil. Please, please do us a favour. Your wife was just as bad, if not worse. If not worse. Seriously, honestly, you can keep your hands off my wife. Ugh. She obviously doesn't care. Why don't you have a word with her? Make it a lot easier for us. 17 minutes past six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I didn't realise, actually, how much rubbish is on our seashores, on the beach, because people just chuck rubbish down. Mind you, people chuck rubbish all over the place, don't they? It's no, no different chucking it on the beach than chucking it on the roads or out of the roads. It's ridiculous. Um, you're coming in. Good Lord above. Why? What? Oh, right, OK, right, OK. I'm, conf- I'm, I'm totally convinced, actually, Nick, that my, my studio is falling apart bit by bit. We've, I'm two screens down at the moment, two screens and a blue light. That was a, you, see, you see the blue lights vanished as well from the top there. Where did that go? Well, they, the producer during the week had a bit of a fit, and he knocked it. First of all, it broke, and then he, he knocked the top bit off as well. I mean, have you ever seen anything like it? That screen's out. That, that screen's going. And, and your screen... <laughs> I love it. Seriously. Every day an adventure. Because coming up at seven, it's the weekend breakfast show with Andrew Castle. The couple at the centre of the gay cake court case urge Christians to stand their ground. To be honest with you, I didn't have a problem with this. I've seen a few queens on the television going, oh, it's wrong, they shouldn't be doing it, it's this and that. Listen, they do, they're, they're Christian. They don't want to put that slogan on the cake. The worst thing is, and this is where it all fell apart for me, is that the bloke who ordered... The gay cake, as we're now calling it. Um, apparently he's been in there loads of times before. He must be aware of it. Unless he was just doing it to see whether or not he would win the case and get compensation. You know, I can understand it. It was like the couple, do you remember, who had the guest house and two gay guys booked in. And they then went, well, I'm sorry, we're, we're Christian. We're not going to let you share a bed. And you think, well, then don't run a guest house. Don't run a guest house. You know, and on this particular gay cake thing, they didn't want to put that... Sl- they don't mind using Bert and Ernie, who aren't gay, by the way. I'm here to defend them. 
because the uh, the company say they're just puppets, okay? And then a friend of mine argued. He said, "But but they're gay." I said, "They're not. They're puppets. They're made of felt." For goodness sake. I mean, how many felt things do you know can actually have a, a sexuality? And so, you know, I couldn't care less about the gay cake. I'm really not remotely bothered. If somebody doesn't want to do a slogan about gay rights, or anything, that's their decision. That's their decision. You know, it, it, they, they don't mind putting Bert and Ernie, but they didn't want to put the slogan on there because it went against everything that they thought of. And that's what everybody decided in the end. Apart from, So all these sort of so-called experts on the television show. They didn't know diddly squat about it. They just sort of, you know... I mean, even Peter Tatchell said it was fine. So if Peter Tatchell says it's fine, I'm going with Peter Tatchell. Simple as that. Donald Trump threatened Saudi Arabia with severe punishment. Ooh, that must frighten the heck out of them, doesn't it? Ooh, severe punishment, really? Ooh, that'll be nice. If found responsible for the disappearance of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. I mean, well, how are they going to find out? Unless somebody's going to come forward and go, actually, we did take him. You remember that blacked-out window vehicle that went... He was in there. He was in there, in bags. Because we don't know. And you're probably never going to find out. It'll just be one of those things. But uh, Donald Trump has threatened... Honestly, it really is, seriously. Storm Callum causes chaos in Wales. Poor old Wales. They do get the brunt of it, don't they? You know, every time I open up the papers, there'll be somebody else who's been nicked for something. And, and then all of a sudden, they get this blooming storm in as well. Just what you don't want, isn't it? You know, land of my father's... And here we go, a storm with chaos in Wales. All of that and more with Andrew Castle at seven this morning for weekend breakfast on LBC. Uh, what else we got? Here's Holly uh, Chillaby uh, out waiting for a, a bus. Um, I think they were filming. So, oh, yes, they're filming. She's doing a TV ad for Marks and Spencers. I don't know. I watched, you know, I watched again Celebrity Juice. I can't get into it. I simply cannot get into it. I don't mind the guests on there. I just think Keith What's-His-Face is the most unattractive bloke on the television. And it's just not funny. It's just really, really not funny. I try desperately. I, you know, I'm fairly easy going with all these sort of things. But this, it just does my head in. I can't do it at all. I like the idea that Peter Kay's coming back to television. They've got some things. As long as it's not an interview programme, we're all right. Jamie Redknapp enjoyed a cosy night out with Jemima Goldsmith. What would they talk about? What on earth would Jamie Redknapp talk about with Jemima Goldsmith? They were said to be all over each other during a late night rendezvous at the Chiltern Firehouse. Oh, dear. How naff. How naff. Is that... Yeah, Jemima Khan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd attended the marriage of Eugenie to Jack at St George's Chapel. And then somebody said, inside Chiltern Firehouse, the pair couldn't keep their hands off each other. Who's who's releasing this stuff? Is it the Chiltern Firehouse? Desperate to try and be known as the celebrity place. A bit like sort of Chigwell or wherever it is, where they've got sheesh. Where you're guaranteed to run into some really naff people from TOWIE. Really embarrassing. Uh, also, 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 um, Raheem's mum. This is Raheem Sterling's mum. Still has her humble home on a housing estate. Two years after she was handed a two and a half million pound mansion by her England footballer son. Somebody says she'd have thought she'd have given it up by now. So many people waiting for a place to live. I mean, there's no suggestion she's breaking the law. But surely if you've got a two and a half million pound place, you'd give up the thing. I mean, would you not think that would be decent? Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Sterling, I would have thought so, but obviously you don't. So she divides her time between there and um, and the luxurious home. Embarrassing, isn't it, really? Royal wedding inside the happy couple's big party. Thank God it's finished. Of course, the next one we've got to put up with is Beatrice. Probably now it's Beatrice. It'll be something ridiculous, won't it? So it's, it's not Eugenie, it's Eugenie. And Beatrice will be, you know, it used to be Beatrice, but we've now decided to upgrade her. They've sort of got a little bit of... Um, 
a little bit of sort of interestingly enough to see the gap between Sarah Gurning uh, Ferguson and Prince Andrew, who's uh, filling out quite nicely, as they say. All very exciting. All very exciting. Not really. Uh, man grasses up own wife for fly tipping. God, I don't know about your area. We, we, we get fly tipping. All of a sudden you find something. It'll be like a mattress at the end of the road. And you think that'll be somebody coming round offering to take it away and they just dump it round the road. But uh, this is a man who shopped his wife. She was pictured and uh, he, uh, he actually phoned the council. She got a fixed penalty of 150 quid after they were filmed in Barking. Councillor Saeed Ghani said fly tipping cost this council upwards of 380,000 a year. We need to get tough. Good. Town hall chiefs behind the campaign wouldn't comment on the couple's marital status. I'm assuming divorced. Now, after she just cost 150 quid. It's ridiculous. We've got a £5 shop, Steve, says Kevin, where I live. They have some good products. I bought a fantastic iron. God, that sounds dreary. You went in there for an iron for a fiver. Do you know that you can cook a pizza on an iron? Did you know that? I saw them doing it on the television. What? I saw them doing it on the television the other day. They turn it over and they put the piece of pizza on there and it seems to cook through. It's like cooking fish in your dishwasher. You ever done that? Yeah, you could do that as well. Yes, you wrap it in newspaper, put it in there, and it will steam it because of the hot water and everything else. So there you go. There's today's little challenge for you. Just in... You could probably do bacon under the bonnet of the bend. No, I can't, actually. It's a sealed engine. I'd have to take all the bits and pieces off it. And to be honest with you, it's not worth it. It's easier to go to Greg's, isn't it? Uh, former TOWIE star Lydia Dim is launching the first reality show in a podcast form with her family aptly entitled The Dims. Sorry, The Brights. I mean, do you still keep in contact with your exes? I ain't spoken to Arge for about two and a half years. I keep my new relationship with Lee secret while we're getting to know each other. God, blimey. I mean, she was the thickest one that we've ever had on Celebrity Mastermind. You remember, she didn't know anything. She thought it was funny. I just sort of really criticised the education system. And uh, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? She said, my first ever appearance on TOWIE. My eyelashes were so heavy, I could hardly open my eyes. You want to see what they've done on the, one of the jewellery channels? All the people there, I don't know who puts their makeup on. Some drag queen, I should imagine. Because they look ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Awful. I'm just dreadful, dreadful. Here's a picture of Johnny Rotten uh, enjoying a smoke before a gig. He's just fat and bloated now. It's, I'm sorry, it's a bit dated. A little bit dated, dear. Uh, freehold only laws will end rip-off leases on new houses and uh, there's a woman here, a great-grandmother who downs four cans of fizzy pop a day she says, I've drunk nothing but Pepsi in 60 years her name's Jackie, she won't drink anything else isn't that funny, I know somebody who, who doesn't drink tea or coffee only does, you know, drinks, f- fizzy sort of drinks and all, all the rest of it, absolutely dreadful, isn't it, really uh, the madness star Suggs takes his life and times on tour He's always good value, Suggs, isn't he? I think he's always good value. And uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Oh, yes, by the way. Uh, sorry? I know. I know. I'll, I'll just say, that's a break. That's a break from me, isn't it? I mean, if, if people take a break from me, I mean, woe betide anybody who tries it. Especially in my lifetime. But uh, we have to go to the LBC News Desk, where we find Philip Chrysikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, Fish in the dishwasher, says Mike. Works better in tin foil rather than newspaper. I saw them do it on Blue Peter in newspaper. I don't know why. I mean, whether or not the newsprint adds to it, I've got no idea. Uh, Steve, Donald Trump proposes severe punishment. I I don't... I mean, who knows what he can do. I don't know how they're going to find out whatever happened to this poor man. Uh, Somebody says, uh, we'd love to be like you, Steve. You don't get low moods, do you? No. 
I don't actually, no. I don't know, I don't know why. Perhaps it's one of those odd... I mean, I'm not permanently, you know, la, 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 very happy all the time. But uh, I don't get low moods. I really don't. Sometimes I sort of... Sometimes I sort of sit down. I can get quite weepy watching a film, as anybody will tell you. Uh, Steve, I watched The Royal Wedding. It was wonderful. The bride looked stunning. The couple appeared very happy. Beatrice, Beatrice, was extremely elegant. Ruth and Eamon did a superb job. I think so, too, for the money they got paid for it. And uh, and then somebody else says... um, Oh, yes, talking about when we had a a printing business, I did a lot of work for the church and political political parties I didn't necessarily agree with. I would only have objected to anything illegal or racist. Homophobic? See, they actually saw it as a sort of... They didn't want to promote homosexuality. And I was never prepared to argue the toss. If somebody doesn't want to do it... It's like... uh, I, I could tell you a story about something that happened. Uh, A friend of mine is gay. Uh, You wouldn't know that he was gay. You would have no idea. It's like, you know, on the television, it's it's very difficult. Anyway, this particular person is out working at a particular place and this girl gets very friendly. And um, and then I I said, I said to him, I said, does she know you're gay? (laughs) Because you, know, you do get people that get crushes on people. You get a lot of fag hags around who like hanging around with gay guys because it's like it's oh so fun. And I think they think that they're eventually going to sort of turn the person concerned. Well, in this particular case, it didn't work like that at all. And so I said, I think you need to tell her maybe you're gay before it goes too far. And she gets herself sort of embroiled in a, in a relationship in her mind. I thought that would be that would be the safest thing, because otherwise it's just leading somebody on. You go, yeah, let's go out, let's hold hands, let's kiss, let's do all the usual sort of thing. And then somebody goes, oh, she really liked me. And they go, actually, no. And so he did tell her. He did say to her, listen, you know, I have to tell you, I like you really a lot. We get on really well. It's great fun and all the rest of it. But I'm not interested. That was the last time she spoke to him. That was the last time she completely blanked him, completely blanked him. And I said, I said, have you spoken to so-and-so? And he went. No, she never spoke to me from the moment I told her that I was gay. <laughs> said to this day, not a word. And I said, isn't that odd how some people are? But you still get people. As I say, you still get people. You can you can open up the newspapers. You'll find racism all over the place nowadays, don't you? You'll, you'll find it there. You know, people saying, oh, so-and-so looks the same. Or so-and-so, you know, drug dealers, they're all black. And all this kind of stuff. And you start thinking, this is sort of, this is racism. But it's gone on for years. It's never going to change. Never going to do, I mean, it's like having a knife amnesty, isn't it? Let's have a knife amnesty. Is that going to bring in all the knives? Well, it'll bring in a low, but it won't actually stop it. People with guns. I was. I turned on the television yesterday. It must have been yesterday. Of course it was yesterday. It can't have been today, can it? Because I'm here. And every channel I flipped round to, there were people shooting each other. Literally, I must have clicked on to about four or five different channels. Each had a film on. One of them was Die Hard. I mean, it's just... It's just non-stop massacre. Then there was another one where somebody threw somebody out of a, a building and then went down and shot them. And I'm thinking, is this what it's all about now? Perhaps people don't realise that it's, it's it's quite serious. If you shoot somebody, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of blood. There's going to be a lot of mess and all the rest of it. But I was just amazed at how many of these films there were. I almost felt like starting a ban on films that have shooting or you know or people being disinfected. There was one bloke. He was standing there and then he turned round. And this bloke then plunges a knife into him. I wasn't sure if I was watching a newscast or whether it was actually a film, because nowadays you get all sorts of strange stuff going on. Really terrible. Uh, The Metropolitan Police have condemned criticism of the force's deputy commissioner for remaining in his car. Of course they have. Anne says, did you see the Beckhams at the wedding? No, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, two weddings, that would just be too embarrassing. Also, we didn't see George Clooney and Amal. 
Did we? Because I have a feeling I might have got, I might get this wrong. I don't know. But I think that Jack, formerly the barman, who is now a brand ambassador, in other words, he gets paid for promoting whatever this stuff is. I think that George Clooney had the company, but then I think he sold it. I think he sold the company. So maybe he doesn't. That was what the reason was that they were going to be be there. So I I was never too sure, actually. I I get confused. Why should you have to call somebody by a name? You know, he's a brand ambassador. Is that to sort of elevate him? He's just another commoner. He's a commoner who's married into a minor bit of the royal family. I mean, who cares? Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. I'm slightly worried, slightly worried, but not surprised that Mel B told Victoria Beckham to F off, you bitch. I mean, surely that's not her, is it? Well, I would think that's exactly her. I would think that was it. News of the row emerged as Mel, Emma Bunton, Jerry Horner and Melanie Chisholm flew into London to make promotional material announcements uh, for their blockbuster UK tour. So there you go. So it will kick off next May with the uh, UK and then extra days in Europe. Victoria doesn't want to do it. She's already, But she said that, didn't she? I remember Victoria saying on numerous occasions that she didn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, they've got Little Mick. Little Mix have got a new single out. I heard it the other day. A friend of mine played it and I went, oh, that's quite nice. Because they, they, they can actually... Do you know that they must be, Little Mix, our most successful... Most successful um, girl band. I just think what they were. I just think what they were. I think they are our most successful girl band that we've actually got, especially with the amount of hits they've had. Even more successful than the Spice Girls. I'm pretty certain. Little Mix. Yep, they, they're still going. I don't know. I don't know whether it's worldwide. Why oh, ask me difficult questions? Atomic, Atomic Kitten. Don't be so ridiculous. No, no, no. It's definitely Little Mix. It's no. Not Eternal, not The Honeys either, Little Mix. I'll tell you, I'm always right on this. Sam says, I hope you brought an umbrella with you today. As he's he- Oh, sorry, I've got the wrong... I was clicking on the wrong thing, actually. I clicked on myself, actually. He says, I, I hope you brought an umbrella with you today. I'll be arriving either soaked or drenched. It start- you just told me it wasn't raining outside, and Sam is now going to walk in here, and he will shrink when he comes into this bit. There's not much of him at the moment. Seriously, he's he's the kind of thin I want to be. But I'm assuming he's a lot younger than I am, so but it's it's in ba- why is it some people don't put on weight? Isn't it always a case of because the producers, you know, fluctuating. And uh, that's the polite way. But it's it's why is it some people can eat whatever they want and they don't put on any weight at all? Sam is microscopically thin. I mean, seriously, you think to yourself, I mean, there's just nothing of him, but I think I'd quite like to be like that. Then I then I thought back and think, wait a minute, when I was your age, I was like that. I couldn't put on weight for ages and ages and ages. And I and, and then all of a sudden it got to that stage where I put on a little bit and then I couldn't lose it. It didn't disappear. And I then became quite uh, quite uh, quite panicky about the whole thing. You're flashing your light. Flashing your light. I don't know whether it's for us or somebody else. But uh was it Andrew Castle? Or does that mean Andrew Castle trails in? So excited, honestly. Uh, can we still use the term fairy cakes? I don't know why fairy cakes. What was I mean? They weren't fairy cakes. They were just they were just cakes with the top taken out, weren't they? That's what I, is that what fairy cakes were called or something like that? I don't know. There's, I mean, so many things you can't you know ridiculous. Uh, Steve, um, mm, 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 mm. many gay guys are absolutely gorgeous. Steve, it can seem a terrible waste to women. Think of Rock Hudson, gorgeous. Yeah. Although the funny thing was, you know, Rock Hudson, 
you know, everybody, it was the fact that what he had, he was HIV positive and he started getting iller and he was on a programme and I think it was Dynasty, or as they call it in America, Dynasty. And he was having this thing, and all the papers are sort of picking up on it and going, doesn't he look really ill? Then he had to kiss Linda, whatever her face was, in it. And the papers were going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And of course, if you are that person, you don't see yourself getting older. Like, if I don't see somebody for years, if I left, for example, next year, and I didn't see Nick, the producer, for like three years... I'd, next time I see him, I go, oh, my goodness, you put on weight. And um, and that would make me feel a bit better about it. Because the trouble is, if you're big and then you lose weight, you don't want to look gaunt. And that's what Rock Hudson did. He looked gaunt. But, in fact, the only person who never knew he was gay was the woman he married. She didn't know. She was a secretary of his fan club, I think. And she had no idea that he was gay. Whereas everybody in Hollywood knew exactly why he was called Rock Hudson. The agent had all these people with all these butch-sounding names, but they were all gay as Christmas trees. Not that I think Christmas trees are gay. I'm just telling you now, they're fairly camp. They just go, camp as a row of tents. Why a row of tents would be camp? I've got no idea. So whether you can still use the term fairy cakes, Paul, I do not know. I don't think so. Is it offensive? Who was it? What do, who said it the other day? Darren said there were certain words he didn't want to be called as a gay man. I didn't think he wanted to be called queer or something, whatever it was, they were sort of terms which are used within a within a group of people. But he didn't want to be called any of these names. I don't know why. It was just I only sort of picked up at the end. Yes, should we go for a short break? I don't know why, uh, because Sean's under attack. It turns out he'd been kissing somebody else for ages, and she's a bit naughty because she she knows that he has a a girlfriend. But uh, you will be watching, won't you? Two Wallies in a dirty dance, and that's why. It's any publicity is good publicity. They didn't kill anybody. They just snogged. It's not it's not a hanging offence as far as I know. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we, where it goes from here. But the BBC have no intention of dropping them. No intention of dropping them at all. And why should they? Billy Bormer said you should try a rain hat. I've got one that I pull right down. I look like Paddington Bear, but it really does work and won't blow away. Well, if, if Sam turns up drenched through, which I'm sure he will, I have a little one. In my bag here. And uh, as I say, I mean, I, I don't care. If I listen, I get wet. I get wet. Who cares? It's only water, isn't it? Quarter to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's wet outside. What now? What now? No, you missed it. No, no, I'm still on air. <laughs> oh, you were off air. Honestly, it's, it's like, like a revolving door here. It's like Katie Price's bedroom. It's amazing. Honestly, the door revolves and there's somebody else. Sam came in. Wet. Wet. You know, having texts of things saying you're going to get very wet. I've got a little one, which I shall be holding up later on. And he's coming and he's wearing a coat, but it's not a waterproof coat. His hair's all over the place. I mean, seriously, what's going on? You know, I said, but we knew on Friday. He said, yesterday was sunny. I said, well, we aren't here yesterday. I wasn't here yesterday. Are you planning, Steve, to see Snow White at the Palladium? I am. I'm also going twice to Sadler's Wells, once to see Romeo and Juliet, Matthew Bourne's new piece, and once to go and see the Christmas show, because we do it every every year. It's like four of us go, and I then treat them to Christmas lunch and some cocktails, which I always look forward to every year. Of course, this year's going to be interesting, isn't it? Not drinking. How am I going to cope with that? I might have to actually be a bit lax and go, I'll have some cocktails, because at uh, Christopher's they do lots of that with chilled glasses, and I can drink a cocktail like... That. You can imagine this time round, I'll have three cocktails, which is my usual, and then just fall over. 
because I'm prone to falling over. I'm, just, I'm standing up. It's really ridiculous. Steve, if that guy says five quid is a new pound, how's he going to get his trolley at the supermarket? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like the idea of a five pound shop. I think it's going up. Shouldn't it go down? Being a little bit better. Hope you aren't sticking cotton wool buds in your ears, Steve. Yep. Always have done for the past 40 plus years. Wouldn't ever think of, of not putting them in my ears. Some people do that. Uh, some people do that, you know, all the time. And then people say, oh, you mustn't stick cotton buds in your ears. Well, why not? Why not? People say, oh, it could break. Well, then I go to hospital and have them take it out. It's as simple as that. I've never lost one yet. Uh, looking forward to seeing my good friend Paul later. Quite a fan of Prosecco, but only a somewhat ad hoc listener to Steve Allen. Well, there you go. Obviously not serious. Little Julie's going to Snow White. Full cast now announced. I'm booked. Yep, I think we're uh, we're, we're sorted as well. I, th- I went last year. It's so expensive. I mean, it's seriously it's so expensive to go to the Palladium Pantomime. But always very good, actually. Always very good. And uh, another one here, which says, uh, I watched the Royal Wedding. It was wonderful. The bride looked happy. The couple appeared happy. Beatrice was elegant. Ruth and Eamon did a superb job without talking over the service. I was glad it wasn't Philip and Holly. They were awful covering Harry's. I think they, they were quite glad that they didn't actually have to cover this one because it was, uh, it was, uh, nobody cared. Nobody cared. It, it, it really didn't make any difference. Uh, also, here's a picture of, uh, oh, light. Uh, look, it's Caroline Flack, two foot tall, if she's an inch. She's 38 now. She's getting a bit old for this kind of thing. Uh, also, many Brits are not living up to their full potential. I don't know what full potential means. I mean, you know, does it mean are we working at full capacity? I think so. I think so. Frank Bruno, of course, is keen to get a place in space. And uh, he says he's he's keen to get a seat on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic spaceship. And, um, well, then buy a ticket then. I'm sure you must have some money put away. Don't you think so? I hope so. Uh, The Mail on Sunday at seven minutes to seven. Plain mutiny keeps rapist in UK. This is a Somalian whose deportation from Britain was dramatically halted after airline passengers staged a mutiny demanding his release. Um, He can be exposed today as a convicted gang rapist because he's he's a pervert. Apparently, officials escorting him on a flight from Heathrow to Turkey were forced to abandon him when a dozen holidaymakers felt sorry for him angrily intervened. Thank God it wasn't your child he raped. Thank God it wasn't your child. These people are so stupid. Honestly, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, I mean, presumably, why don't they just sort of... I mean, this the, the waste of money on this kind of thing. So we, we're now stuck with him. A rapist. A convicted rapist. Fantastic. Uh, what's back in the country? Myxomatosis. Now, I've not said that word for a long, long time. Hairs have picked it up from rabbits. And we don't know how. And you might think, obviously, it's fairly, fairly obvious. But it's spread from the rabbits to the hares. Hundreds of hair deaths have been reported. And I remember in Australia when they got myxomatosis, they were killing rabbits like there was no tomorrow to stop the, the spread of it. To stop the spread of it. Uh, here's uh, pictures of people at the wedding wearing interesting outfits and uh, some not. The Duchess of Sussex had loads of rings on her finger and, um, and then she had a bit of an argument, a little bit of a discussion. Somebody was only saying the other day, how long do you think the marriage will last? I said, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really not sure about these sort of things. But uh, she won't get anything if it splits. Duchess of Cambridge, mother of the bride. That's Sarah Ferguson. Hello, it's me back again. Hello, hello. We're all going, oh, not her again. Oh, dear, we didn't like her first time round. Uh, seven calories, too many a day, is all it takes to get fat. That's all it takes, seven calories. And that could be the equivalent of one tiny sachet of ketchup. One tiny sachet of ketchup. And you could put on... 
But, you know, and you could you could become fat. Don't like the sound of that. Don't like the sound of... Actually, I don't use the sachets. And I, I do have, not very often, I do have ketchup. Because I'm assuming it's got just got loads and loads of sugar in it. I just like sort of shaking the bottle and then... On the side of the uh, the plate. But I haven't done it for a long time. Sometimes I have it with um, uh, scrambled egg. But um, not not having that now. So... Not very exciting, is it, really? Pass. Do you not have... Do you have that? Do you have... No, do you have ketchup? Yep. You no, know, you don't. You do, don't you? Yeah. You have a little bit? Just a little bit on the side. Tomato chutney. Oh, well, excuse me. Good Lord above, honestly. Too busy hanging around with the early morning presenter, I think. Sort of to man- oh, do, you have any, do you have any ketchup? No, do you have any tomato chutney? I'll have to try that one in Patisserie Valerie. That'll go quite well, won't it? Uh, Corbyn-loving capital is the rudest place on the earth. They, they say that the, the big smoke Londoners are actually some of the rudest people on earth. Really? I don't think that. I think oh, we're all quite nice. We all seem quite nice. Not you. You fat so-and-so, honestly. <laughs> How could they say that Londoners are... Everybody's rude. Everybody's rude, aren't they, to a certain extent. But it uh, doesn't matter, does it? You just turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek, which is uh, OK. See, the Spice Girls could always haul in the ropey ginger one from Girls Aloud to make up the numbers. Is that... Um, I can't remember which one that is, actually. <laughs> it's been so long since we've actually uh, seen her in the newspapers that I'd, I'd completely forgot about her. I think her name's Sarah, but that's about as much as I remember. Uh, plus, pie drama. TV gives us a taste for old recipes. I used to love pie in the sky. My favourite. My favourite. Especially when he used to cook. And I used to think, is he actually cooking? And I'm, I'm telling a friend of mine. I said, you know, it's a set. And she went, no, it's not. It's a restaurant. I said, no, I promise you, it's a set. And uh, she went very disappointed after that. Pie in the sky. Super programme. Uh, Sunday Express. Uh, Eugenie's official royal wedding photo album. OK, enough already. Now we're finished with it, shall we? Because we're only going to get a picture in tomorrow's papers of Sarah Ferguson gurning on a, on a bumper car ride. Uh, stand up to the bullies. Rhys Mogg tells the PM Britain's future is at stake as she prepares for the Crunch Summit. The Observer front page. Olivia Coleman, who plays uh, Queen Elizabeth II in The Crown in uh, London yesterday. I, I love some of this Netflix stuff they're coming up with. I really do. And uh, what have we got? A, pho- a photography special with Annie Leibovitz. who's very famous, very famous. Black Britons are increasingly likely to be stopped and searched by police compared with white people. I don't think anything's ever changed since the Prime Minister talked about it. Uh, or the Home Secretary, Theresa May, in 2014. And, and it's, it's, it's got progressively worse, I think. Uh, they've got different photographs in the paper. And, and, and. The Sunday Times this morning, Clarkson's Car of the Year. I still like watching them on the telly. I don't care what anybody says. I like watching all three of them. So I'm happy with the reruns. I tried watching the new one. It didn't work for me. Didn't work for me. Uh, Vaping brands target children. Do you know it's worth a billion pounds, the vaping thing? I'm so glad I don't don't smoke, actually. And revealed Britain's worst female snorers. You fit into the 25 to 34 age group. And uh, this is a survey conducted by the Royal National Throat, Nose and Ear Hospital. 34% of women in those ages snore hard at least three times a week. Apparently, the NHS recommend what? What did the NHS recommend? Believe it or not, a tennis ball to the back of your pyjamas to keep you on your side. I mean, I can't believe it. A tennis ball. Who's, I mean, who wears pyjamas? You know, I don't think anybody's wearing pyjamas, are they, nowadays? But uh, somebody obviously is somewhere, and that's why 
they then say stick a tennis ball in your pajamas, and that will keep you from being on because on your back that's when you've opened up your airways, and that's when you get it. I was told that there was something years and years ago, and it's um, an injection in the back of your throat to harden up your the bit that vibrates to to produce that that snoring noise. Anyway, with that happy thought, I shall leave you for today. I'm back at nine o'clock this evening for In Conversation on LBC. Make sure you download the LBC app, as well as listening back to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all the other programmes from last week for free on the Catch Up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on Catch Up. It's as simple as that. Have a great day. Wrap up warm. Take a brolly. A ten, Nigel Farage. But right now, with breakfast, Andrew Castle. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am. 